Another cold, cold week in Santon. It's freezing. Welcome to the Santon Times podcast. It's episode 12, week 25 of 2020. And it's feeling like a never-ending story. I was actually listening to that song the other day. Uh, For those who might remember the 80s hit sci-fi fantasy movie, The Never-Ending Story. And they had that uh, that hit uh, theme for the movie, Never Ending Story. And that's kind of what this lockdown is starting to feel like. So if you've just tuned in, thank you so much for streaming, for downloading, for making this part of your weekly content digest. Uh, it's always great to have you part of the Santon Times podcast. If you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, you know what to do. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santontimes.co.za. You can connect on our social media accounts using at Santon Times. Visit the blog on santontimes.co.za and subscribe, share, and leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, SoundCloud, YouTube. Whatever you prefer, you can go for it. Also, if you have any uh, deliveries or drop-offs, please make sure to contact us in advance because uh, things are a bit different at the moment. But you can find us on WeWork uh, First Floor, 155 West Street in Santon, who have also now slowly but surely reopened and are operational. Welcome to all our listeners from Santon and around the world. And I always like to make a point of welcoming those people from around the world because I'm always fascinated to see that there's people listening from all over. So we had some people from France. Thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know how they get hold of this podcast in France, but maybe there was somebody uh, visiting. Then we also had some uh, listeners from the United Kingdom, which was quite exciting. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And then also we had uh, people listening from Qatar. Whoever you are, thank you for listening. And I see there's always people listening from Qatar. Uh, if you are that person, you better email us. We'd love to chat to you on the on the show and, and how you end up getting this podcast. And then uh, Mauritius and India, just to name a few. So for all of those people listening from all over the world, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. All is well in Santon land. And when I talk about Santon land, it's also the Santon Times uh, podcast community. And uh, found some really interesting stats this week that 76% of our listeners are female. So hello, ladies. And they're between 28 and 44 years old. So fabulous. All wonderful to hear and to see. So thank you for your continued support. It's a a fresh and an ice-cold week in Santon this week. And talking about uh, Santon, let's have a look at the stories making headlines in Santon for this week. And this update is brought to you by megaflightdeals.com, your one-stop for non-stop cheap flights. And as mentioned in the last podcast, there's a special running till the end of June. So that's the 30th of June, 2020. If you're one of those people who are traveling for essential work or for business and you're having to get to either Durban, Johannesburg or Cape Town, well, Mango is running a 20% off the base fare on those flights. It's one way. So you can book from the 15th of June 2020 right up to the 31st of March 2021, subject to availability and T's and C's apply. So you go on to megaflightdeals.com to book that. And a quick uh, tip from the people at megaflightdeals.com that the cheapest days to fly are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So when you're looking at those flights, make sure that you look at those particular days if it works for your schedule. Also just note that any travelers that do not carry a relevant and 
signed travel permit for either business or essential travel will not be allowed to enter the airport and may subsequently forfeit their travel ticket. So this ends on the 30th of June 2020. Don't leave it till the last day. Make sure that you take advantage of that as soon as possible if you are planning to travel. So this week, uh, the president announced uh, advanced level three lockdown. Uh, I didn't realize that we had advanced levels of these lockdowns. So this is sort of like level three lockdown plus or pro or whatever you want to call it. They're calling it advanced level three lockdown. Let's have a quick squiz at the corona cases at the moment. So as it stands right now, as we as we speak, uh, as we're recording this podcast, we're looking at just over 80,400 uh, confirmed cases we do have 44,300 plus uh, recovered, and there have unfortunately been just over 1,670 deaths in South Africa. The worldwide number at the moment is just over 8 million confirmed uh, cases with 440,000 deaths. So that's the corona numbers at the moment. But if we look at it uh, in terms of the South African context, what does it mean, this advanced level lockdown? And there's also going to be... Uh, reports and ministers coming out with the exact with the exact details over the next couple of days to explain what that actually means but uh, quick top line which businesses will reopen so under this advanced level three lockdown, you're going to see some sit-down restaurants reopening. We're going to see some informal restaurants serving taxi rank and office parks. Then uh, we've also got food vendors, hairdressers, potentially tattoo studios. I know that there's some some uh, you know regulatory things around that still. Nail parlors, body massage services, and makeup technicians will be able to go back to uh, work under this uh, under this advanced lockdown. Let's see. I, I, I suppose we, we don't. That's all we really know right now. We're waiting for the the, the finer details to come out. But uh, whilst I was reading this um, the story of the advanced lockdown, there have unfortunately already been quite a few businesses that have not made it out of the extended, extended, extended lockdown. And it's been detrimental. I think especially the uh, event space, the restaurant space, uh, some of the hotels, if you're running a small operation, I think it is almost impossible for you to have planned or to have even factored in a period where you might be closed for three months, four months, six months. And I mean, we're still not quite out of the woods for many, many uh, businesses. And this week I came across a post on Instagram, which I wanted to read to you, from a restaurant in Elovo called Faro. Unfortunately, I've never been there. I didn't have the opportunity of eating there, but um, uh, from what I see, they had a lot of loyal patrons. I think in some cases, these people were even almost friends, almost family. Uh, It was a a very sort of uh, intimate uh, restaurant. And they posted something on their Instagram, and I thought it was so well written. And it just captured, I think, the feeling that a lot of people in that space, in the industry, in the hospitality industry, in the restaurant industry, are feeling and and were feeling in this particular case. And the post goes to say that we have made the difficult but necessary decision not to reopen. Financially, it is not possible for us to keep sustaining these overheads. Our debt is breathtaking, and our business model is no longer viable in this new world. When restaurants can reopen for dine-in under level one with social distancing requirements, we would only be able to fit 12 people in our little restaurant. No more peering over the table at your neighbor's food, no more making friends with the couple next to you, or getting a wine recommendation from the guy sitting at the bar. Just empty spaces and hand sanitizers, waiters in masks, sterile cutlery in a little plastic bag. 
This isn't what restaurants are for. Restaurants are more than just rooms to eat food in. It's not just about sustenance. It also has to be about the romance, the music, the mood, the reason for red lipstick and a strong whiskey cocktail, and a date or a catch-up with your best friend. Though sadly it's not all romance and theatre, we have to balance the businesses too. And if a restaurant has 50 seats, the chances are it needs all 50 of those seats to survive. That's the business model of restaurants. It's not a good one. If anything, this time has revealed with startling clarity how broken our industry is. When the pandemic shut our restaurant down, we didn't fight. We didn't pivot. We didn't turn to get an essential goods permit and start selling cabbages and flour. We went to bed at a human hour for the first time in our adult lives and waited to see what the new world would look like. We had been fighting for so long, working so hard, swimming upstream against the economy, against load shedding, against convenience culture, against internet trolls and ugly reviews, and people who thought if a restaurant isn't in Cape Town it wasn't worth shit, or if it's more expensive than spurt isn't worth shit either. We were like boxers, punch drunk after too many hits, we sagged our broken bodies against the ropes and smiled through bloody teeth. If this is it, well, then this is it. I hope desperately that this is the sharp jolt we need as an industry to create fundamental change in the way we operate. And on a greater scale, the financial, real estate, infrastructure and legislative sectors, social media and consumer culture as to facilitate food services to operate in a better, more stable way. The world feels buggered and broken and I hope that given the opportunity we do change, not just revert back to our greedy, guzzling ways. As a restaurant, we set out to create something great. We wanted the warmth of hospitality to permeate our space. We wanted a restaurant that felt like a hug. Alex and I have collectively worked in restaurants for over 30 years, and let me tell you it's never been for the money, of which there's little, or the hours, of which there are many. We did it for the love of it, bringing people together the joy of wine-stained glasses and oily rings on a paper tablecloth, crumpled napkins and the bubble of laughter amongst friends. It was supposed to be about great food and great wine and great joy. Somewhere along the way, between the constant harassing for Cokes and cappuccinos, being called a mean host for not fitting 10 chairs around a table that only fits 8, prodding fingers, poking steaks, demanding to know how many grams is this, we lost our way. Trying to get the end of each day, each week, the joy of hospitality ebbed out of us. And we miss that. We want to find it again. Pharaoh doesn't have a bricks and mortar home anymore, and we don't know when it will again, if ever. But we are Pharaoh. I hope we don't need a box and a shopping mall to survive. We need to push a reset and find a way to start again. But start better this time. Do better. Stay more true to who we are. When we can gather again, there might be pop-ups and intimate dinner parties, long, lazy lunches under trees and menus that say, look at what we have done today. Try it. It's delicious. We will return to basics, to the grassroots of what we once began, and hope we will see you there in a kinder, more hospitable world. Eloise and Alex. So that's the story of, I think, one of many restaurants and hospitality institutions, and I thought it was just so wonderfully written and just so true and real and raw that uh, I just needed to share that with you. Now, in the last episode, we also spoke about the 2010 Santon Street Parade that happened just uh, 10 years ago. And I see the Sowetan Live reported that former South African Football Association president Kirsten Nematandani has referred to the decision to parade Bafana Bafana before the public in Santon on the eve of the 2010 World Cup 
in a euphoric event which is normally reserved for champions, and he insisted that the ceremony was necessary. And I think for all of us who attended that, we realized that Bafana Bafana wasn't the first choice in terms of winning this World Cup. We knew this wasn't going to be a pre-celebration of a victory that was on our way. We had the odds stacked against us from a football perspective, and that's fine, but we were the hosts of the World Cup, and we understood that we are not just celebrating the teams, we're not just celebrating, you know, sort of the obvious things. We are celebrating the fact that we were about to host this great event that we'd been preparing for for so many years. And uh, as one of the people who was quoted in this article said, in my view, it was not a celebration before the tournament, but it was about the connection between the players and the people. And I think that's really what it was about. I mean, never had we seen such euphoria on the streets of Santon. I mean, the whole precinct came to a grinding halt. The main roads were flooded with yellow shirts with South African flags, people made an afternoon, they made a day of it, there were posters. I mean, parts of Santon never really got to see the team bus or, you know, or didn't get to see it for a very long time. And yet the excitement, the vuvuzelas, the vibe, the energy that was going on was just phenomenal. And we knew that this wasn't about winning in advance. This was about celebrating the fact that we were going to do and host this fantastic event and good on to the people who went ahead with it. I think it's great. It's a great memory. There's some great pictures you'll see on the internet, and there'll probably be more coming up as we uh, as as the weeks progress. Uh, people are sort of rem- rem- reminiscing uh, over the time. Then moving on to another story, uh, we saw more accidents happen in Santon uh, this week, and I guess as more people start hitting the roads, uh, it's inevitable that we're going to see some spectacular driving again. And uh, unfortunately, there are some injuries that come with these things when people drive recklessly when people don't pay attention and like we said last week when they start skipping red traffic lights in this instance this past saturday 11 people were injured when a minibus taxi and another vehicle crashed in santon netcare 911 responded just after 10 a.m to reports of a collision on ravonia road in santon and from the pictures it's that intersection where the old mercedes-benz dealership used to be uh, where the new engine garage with the 24-hour woolworths has popped up uh, it's that intersection if you know santon well and according to reports from the scene a minibus taxi and an suv were involved in a collision resulting in the suv overturning so if you ever see this picture it's a uh, suv lying on its side and unfortunately 11 people had sustained injuries they were all stabilized uh, treated on the scene and transported to various hospitals for further treatment not really what uh, the hospitals unfortunately need right now is um, casualties due to these sort of accidents and we don't really know what the uh, reasoning or the, the motivation behind this accident was or what caused it but please when you're driving take it a little bit easier you're not in a rush it's not a formula one racetrack and one more story for today and it involves uh, alcohol sales and in this instance a drive through service in four ways but to help me navigate this in more detail i'm joined by ricardo da costa he's one of the owners of altitude beach club ricardo thank you so much for uh, jumping on a line here and tell us a little bit more about this drive through bottle store thanks for having me on the show um yeah look uh, you know altitude beach has only been around since november last year and uh for those of your listeners uh, who have uh, who have been there, it's uh, it's it's a beautiful 3,200 square meter space which has restaurants, bars, you know, an entertainment space, a beautiful pool. 
with with the limitations of COVID, you know, we 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 were quite cautious in terms of how we were going to kind of uh, be present, uh, you know, with the parameters that were given to us. And um, we really looked at the space and we thought, well, considering the the reservations in social distancing and whatever, you know, the, our space lends itself quite nicely to uh, driving in, collecting your uh, your your order without, you know, any sort of contact whatsoever, getting out your car. It's all about convenience. And, uh, you know, if we couldn't compete on price, we definitely wanted to lean on the uh, the general experience uh, of avoiding queuing. Uh, and, you know, you can stay in your own car uh, and practice social distancing while collecting an order. And let's just walk through this. So you can place an order on WhatsApp or, or email between Monday and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then uh, somebody will send you a confirmation and then you, you just pop through? Correct. So once the order is confirmed, we obviously engage with the, with the customer to confirm uh, a general time of collection. Uh, obviously, if there's any delays with that from the customer side, they, you know, the responsibility is on them. But, you know, ultimately they can walk in as well because that's allowed too. But, you know, we, we, we're trying to just offer uh, an additional sort of element to the, the sale of alcohol to say, well, look, you really don't have to get out your car. Uh, it's all about convenience for you uh, in case you have any concerns. And, uh, Ultimately, you know, if they don't adhere to the, the uh, allocated time, they are more than welcome to come in and collect their order anyway. So it doesn't really affect any anything within the process. And from what I'm guessing here right now in terms of the pricing points, am I paying the same price I would be paying for a drink if I was having an afternoon at altitude? Definitely not. And that's, and that's you know, one of the um, kind of... Uh, shortfalls of being an on-consumption premise. We can't compete on a pricing level, uh, but we can add additional uh, value propositions that can maybe entice you to want to come and buy from us. So we've, we've partnered with a lot of the uh, alcohol brands to, you know, to add some merchandise into some of the packages, some free mixes, all these things. The, the, the alcohol companies have been very kind and they acknowledge that it's very difficult for us to compete with prices from macro or from a bottle store. So they've given us opportunities to create value packages. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really been uh, something that uh, our customers have appreciated. I mean, to give you an example, we, we're selling a bottle of Inverash, which is a premium gin. And, you know, gin is the flavor, uh, you know, on anyone's sort of palate at the moment. And good, uh, and good choice on brand get, there as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you know, we we you know for the price uh, of what you would buy a little bit more expensive at a bottle store, uh, you get two branded Inverush glasses and six free mixes. So and that's for four hundred and fifty rand. So you know, though it isn't quite bottle store prices, we're just trying to elevate um, the the purchasing process by coming to us. By one convenience, obviously through the drive-through, and obviously these uh, value adds that get added on top to make the experience a lot better for the customer. And I see here, if you live within five kilometer radius of Four Ways Mall, you get uh, free delivery. Correct. Okay. So again, it's a it's another level of convenience that we try and uh, lean on because that's really all we've got. I mean, our venue is an experience-based venue. Uh, very lifestyle focused and you know 
we, we, you know, price was never really anything that we set out to compete with, uh, with bottle stores and that kind of thing. So just so that we can, you know, not, uh, you know, dissipate into, uh, out of people's memories, we, uh, you know, we, we want to be relevant. We want to stay, uh, in people's minds and, and obviously with, uh, uh, the feedback that uh, the president gave us last night will be able to open within limited uh, confines uh, from a restaurant point of view as well. So, you know, it's just about us, uh, you know, letting the patrons know that, you know, we're there for them. We still want to offer a service and, and, and bring that experience to them so that um, then ultimately we're thinking of them first. And I mean, coronavirus aside, you said you opened up in November last year, and uh, I remember coming to uh, one of the openings, I think it was the media opening, and this would be your first winter. And I mean, if anyone has not been to Altitude Beach Club, especially some of those people who who visit Johannesburg, it's an outdoor, very summer-focused kind of place. So how were you looking to you know trade during this period over winter? What, what was the plan there, you know, coronavirus aside? We experimented a little bit, obviously with summer and the rains that come with that. We we experimented a little bit with some ad hoc coverage, which doesn't take away from the look and feel of the space, uh, and, and and still makes you feel like you're in this paradise venue, uh, but gives the appropriate coverage. You know, you couple that with uh, the appropriate uh, heating systems. And one thing that we were going to introduce was that we were going to heat up our pool. So we're going to solely heat our pool. And, and I think, I mean, with a 250 square meter pool, uh, that water was really going to make, if it wasn't heated, is really going to make the space quite cold. Uh, so we, we had plans to heat the pool, solar heat the pool, uh, give appropriate coverage. Uh, and there was a way that we were going to compartmentalize the venue so that when we, we weren't at full capacity, uh, that it didn't seem like it was intimidating uh, to be in these spaces and places within the venue. We, we kept it quite uh, um, intimate uh, within some of the spaces that we have. So we had a rollout plan. And, and, and before we opened Altitude, we actually had a strategy to close for two, uh, for two months of the year and kind of like launch a new season after winter. Um, but we also wanted to, because our winters are not that bad. I mean, we have a couple of days here and there, maybe a week at most where it's like really cold, but we're pretty spoilt with, uh, with weather in winter. So we, uh, we wanted to actually just, you know, try it out and, and, and get some learnings from trading uh, during winter and to see how we were going to adapt moving forward. I think it would be ignorant of us to just assume that people would not want to come to our venue, uh, during winter. So, we had a plan. Uh, obviously, uh, Corona forced us into uh, not executing that plan. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Ricardo, I suppose you can only look forward uh, and make the best of what is not necessarily an ideal situation. Ricardo, if uh, people want to take advantage of this, so if they're within the four ways mall uh, space, or if they want to come through and make use of the drive-through, I see the WhatsApp number is oh six three four seven five nine five two three. That's 063-475-9523. We'll also put it into the uh, show description. Or they can email info at altitudebeach.co.za and I see you take payment via card machine or they can EFT you. The banking details are on the website and we'll just make that available also in the show notes. So, Ricardo, listen, I wish you all the best for uh, what is going to be an interesting winter season. I hope Thank that we, we get to chat uh, on site with one of the uh, podcast episodes from Altitude Beach once uh, things are up and running again. 
I'd love that opportunity and hopefully things will be back to some level of normality and, uh, you know, we can uh, toast to a cocktail to that. Sounds fantastic. All right, change of gears. Miss South Africa 2020 is well underway and the top 35 vying for the title of Miss South Africa 2020 have been announced. Over the next few weeks, I want to help you get to know some of these young ladies a bit better, specifically those representing Greater Santon. The top 35 are an impressive and diverse group. Among them are two medical doctors, a lawyer, a teacher, a filmmaker, a singer and a fashion designer, as well as models, graduates and students. So it's a whole mixed bag. Joining me right now are Gabriella Koopman. She's 23 from Santon, uh, completed her honours in psychology at Stellenbosch University and is currently tutoring her brother at home and hoping to do her master's in clinical psychology in 2022. Good morning. And I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> great to have you, yeah. And uh, and I've also got Sherry Wang. She's 25 from Sunning Hill. She graduate, graduated from Wits University with a BA Honours Degree in International Relations and is currently working in HR at Hogan Lovell's Law Firm in Santon. Hello, Sherry. Hi, how are you? Good, good, Sherry. Good to have you both on. Uh, let's uh, jump straight into it. Um, Gabriella, why did you decide to enter Miss South Africa? So I've always thought of entering. Um, I think the first time I remember thinking about entering was when I was 13. Uh, someone just approached me and said, you know, you're so beautiful and I think that you have potential. And then when I started following the pageant, I realized how big the organization is and how amazing the work is that they do. So I thought to myself, you know, let me give it a try one year. But then I figured, let me just first finish my studies and let me first find out what I want to do, you know, what change I want to bring about. So because of the lockdown, it actually made it much easier and it kind of made the decision for me, if that makes sense, because I'm no longer studying, I'm at home. And I figured, you know, I, I've done community work. I know what I want to do. So let me give this a try. And Sherry? Well, I've always, you know, had an interest in um, the South Africa. I've been following it for quite a few years now. And just, you know, with the recent rebranding of the South Africa, it really did resonate with me more with like the values, the four pillars. Um, and yeah, a lot of my friends are always just like, you know, Sherry, you should really try it out. Um, it's something that, you know, we think that you'd do quite well in if you do try hard enough. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me just, let me just get my life sorted, get a little bit more life experience, work experience. Um, and yeah, and I just woke up that morning and I was like, okay, well, this feels like my year to enter. And it, it was online. So it was very easy. And yeah, I just submitted my video and here we are today. Well, I've got a question for, for both of you and we can take turns in terms of answering this. But I think uh, what I found quite interesting this year which was maybe a little bit different to to the previous years, if not maybe uh, a little bit more amplified, is the fact that you had to enter via social media. And it made it from where I was sitting. I mean, if it was me, I, I don't think I would have ever done it. But it made it a little bit more um, intimidating to enter. And Gabriella, what was your experience like having to post this lone video of yourself onto social media and, and hope for the best? It was honestly a nightmare. When I realized that I have to post a video, I just sat back for a while and I actually called my friend and I said, listen, I don't think it's going to happen. I can't picture myself just sitting and posting a video right now, especially because I am not on social media all the time. I'm pretty sure if you've seen my profile, there's not a lot of posts, there's not much going on. So for me to do that, it was 
quite a big thing to do and it was quite nerve-wracking but I'm glad I did it and I'm glad that I challenged myself to do it. And Sherry, what was your experience like? Um, I think I'm quite the opposite of Gabriella. Um, So I'm always on social media. I love, you know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So when, you know, it was announced that it's going to be all online, I was quite happy about it. Um, I think it's just a really innovative way of connecting with people, especially, you know, given the current times that we're in. So, yeah, I really enjoyed myself in the process. It wasn't daunting at all. Um, It did take quite a few takes to take those um, submission videos, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it was quite fun. (laughs) I think it was part (laughs) of the process. And, um, yeah, I think I I really enjoyed that it was all online and you could actually interact with people and see their thoughts and, you know, have feedback. So I think it was quite cool. And Sherry, any past Miss South Africa winners that really got you fired up uh, to do this? Um, yes. <laughs> um, I think Demi Lee Nell Peters, well, yeah, not Nell Peters anymore, but Demi, she obviously brought back the crown from this universe. And I think that really reignited interest in Miss South Africa. Um, and that really, I think, put South Africa on the map. And I think that inspired a lot of women in South Africa to really give it a shot and into the South Africa. So I think from there, I really did pay a lot more attention. And also Tamron, I just remember looking at her and I was just thinking, oh my God, this woman is gorgeous. She's smart, she's stunning. And, you know, the epitome of, you know, grace and, yeah. And so, yeah, when I looked at her and I was like, okay, I really want to enter. I really want to be a woman like her, like them. And so I entered South Africa. And Gabriella, uh, was it Tamron, was it Demi, or was it somebody else that got you fired up to enter this? It was actually also Demi and Tamron. <laughs> oh, wow. But, but yeah, um, when I saw Demi on stage for Miss Universe, I was just blown away. It was just one of those moments that I'll never forget. And I thought to myself, wow, the confidence, the beauty. And it's the same with Tamron. Um, I remember thinking, it's such a big step to actually put your studies aside, do this pageant, kill it, and then go back to studying. It was quite inspirational as well. So um, those two really stood out for me. And also last year, I think everyone was so surprised. I remember the shock when everyone um, saw that Zosie had won. And I thought to myself, everything, this pageant is amazing. The whole idea of beauty is changing and we have stunning women in our country and it was just so inspiring watching all three of them, honestly. Well, I think you make such an interesting point. I mean, the fact that uh, South Africa has been on this winning streak for the past, gee, I mean, past decade, it just goes to show that we've got some incredibly talented, incredibly strong women that are going head-to-head with some of the best in the world. And I think that just makes it really exciting. And I suppose that is a huge motivation for young women in South Africa to kind of say, you know what, this is not just a, a question of, you know, being able to walk up and down a ramp and answer a few questions. This is actually a really great platform to kind of launch whatever it is that you want to do in life. Now, I've got a question for both of you as well. Um, what do you think uh, you bring to the 2020 competition? Let's, Gabriella, let's maybe kick off with you. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was hoping I'd have some time to think about that one. But um, I do think that I bring the element of um, being a, what's the word, amateur 
So I only have my education and who I am backing me right now. I have no modeling experience. I have no public speaking experience. I've, like I said, my social media footprint was almost non-existent. So I think that brings a whole new aspect to um, thinking about entering Masese. I think it just shows you that you don't need to have all those things. Just be who you are, stand up for what you believe in and chase your dreams, you know? And and Sherry, uh, what what do you think you bring to the competition? I mean, I think the very the very obvious thing I think is diversity. Um, yeah, I'm you know Chinese South African, and I don't think I've seen a Chinese South African in South Africa before. So I think that's very that's new and very interesting. And I think you know that brings diversity to the platform, and also just my experiences in life. You know, I've worked know three different jobs and and all three very different from each other and you know I've got different backgrounds and a lot of different kinds of you know like life experiences I guess you know I think that's what I bring and that's the value that I'll be able to add to South Africa. Well fantastic listen I wish both of you all the best I know we're only in the First bit of this uh, competition, and I guess there's a lot that is still being established as to if we're going to have a physical live final where people are going to be sitting in a room or if this is going to be all online or if this is going to be virtual. So let's see. But all the best for your preparations and your uh, competition ahead and uh, look forward to seeing how you progress. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Right, so Jim Collins, best-selling author of Good to Great and globally revered thought leader, will present a powerful and exclusive live virtual event on Tuesday, the 30th of June, 2020, from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. South African time. Responding to these highly volatile and unpredictable times, Jim will be deep diving into his bestseller, Great by Choice, which answers the question, why do some companies thrive in uncertainty, even chaos, and others do not? This is an unmissable, highly interactive event for business leaders and entrepreneurs and is in partnership with growth faculty tickets are now available and the link is in the show notes as the economy comes back into gear and the airports are opening up again it's a great opportunity now to start marketing and getting your brand out there and we've got a great opportunity to share with you if you've been to any of the airports and you've had to connect to your flight that's not necessarily right next to the airport terminal but you have to get on a bus to go there well you would have seen the buses have these incredible handles inside that have a little branded space there they also have branding on the outside it's like a massive billboard and you can take up that space in the next uh, couple of months to come as uh, the economy gets rolling again. It's a great marketing opportunity. And if you'd like to get some more information, drop us an email, editor at santantimes.co.za, and we will connect you and make sure that you have the best seat available when it comes to marketing and advertising at our airports, be it domestic uh, for now and then international at some point. But these buses, there's only a few left that you can brand, that you can own over the next couple of months. So do email editor at santantimes.co.za so we can connect you and get you a front seat at South Africa's busiest, busiest airports and get your business and your brand moving again. 
So talking about home entertainment uh, this week, uh, we've been uh, including this feature in all kinds of shapes and forms. And what we've now gotten going on YouTube is an unboxing feature. So every week we're hoping to unbox uh, a piece of technology or something interesting that's been dropped off with us. And uh, this week it's the Huawei 5G CPE N5368X router from Rain. Uh, in short, for those of you who are not too technical, it's a 5G router basically from Huawei. And uh, Rain has uh, recently launched 5G in South Africa. So we unboxed uh, that item and you can see all the bits and bobs that come with it. And it's on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, and the link will be in the show notes as well. So that's it for another episode of the Santon Times podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, email editor at santontimes.co.za. Follow us on the social media accounts at Santon Times. Visit the blog, santontimes.co.za. Then uh, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review and rating for this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever it is that you prefer. You can also catch us at uh, WeWorks on first floor 155 West Street in Santon. If you'd like to support the Santon Times uh, podcast directly, you can visit soundcloud.com forward slash Santon Times. Click on the big blue support Santon Times button and help us keep doing what we do during these ever-changing times. No contribution is too big or too small. Thank you to our guests for today. It's another week uh, as we go into advanced uh, level three lockdown. But for now, stay warm and stay safe. 